Hello and welcome to another episode of All the Webs a Stage, a short play podcast. My name is Stephen Thomas and I'll be your host. Today we are joined by Tom McGrath, co-host of the Life's a Pitch show podcast, and we read plays inspired by tweets from Ali Weber, aka at Robot Maker Girl, and Eden MW, aka at Queer Buccaneer. everyone and welcome again on the line with us today we have tom mcgrath i need to stop saying on the line it's not like this is a radio show i don't know what i'm thinking but anyway tom hello hello yes yes i'm, I'm calling from uh, from yes. from england yes go on yes yes, yes. <laughs> hello uh hello yes i'm i'm tom uh i'm from england hello Stephen. how are you Hey, I am well, and Tom, if you are not aware, is uh, one half of the team that creates the Life's a Pitch podcast. Do I need to specify that it's not the football podcast still? Is that still a thing, or does that not exist anymore? I don't know. There probably has been... There was one football podcast or, or soccer podcast in England called the Life's a Pitch podcast, and and I think it might have gone and has been replaced with a business podcast <laughs> potentially or, oh, or good. like not not replaced <laughs> it wasn't the same people doing it but it was it was there's just other life's a pitch podcasts out there I, I like the image of it being the same people, though, of just like, they were soccer, <laughs> soccer, soccer, and then they grew up and they were like, I need to do business now. <laughs> <laughs> we can't compete with these boys. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're pitching five films a week. Uh, we can't keep talking about football. We need to get serious about business. <laughs> Speaking of serious things, Tom, uh, your show, Life's a Pitch, is about pitching various movies, sometimes TV shows. But yeah. how did this get started? Why Why did you and Matt decide, how did you land here? What was the origins of the Life's a Pitch show? Oh, that's a good question. And one, and one I've, I've never had to answer, because every time we've been on a show together, it's always him that goes, <laughs> well, and then just uh, like, like about 10 minutes of dialogue from Matt, and then I end up with a punchline. So it's like, oh, it's, it's me. <laughs> uh, well, uh, me and Matt have known each other for a long, 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 long time. And I think we, we went to different unis and then started meeting together again with a bunch of friends going to the local pub quiz and he was like i've i've done this thing in in radio at uni and i was like well i've done this thing in film at uni he was like i really want to do something audio wise with you and we, we both really like like radio plays and stuff like that i was like right i've got this idea for a a radio play like a serial radio drama so i typed it up and matt was like this works better as a film Tom <laughs> because uh, there's a lot of stuff here that is happening that you will have to see uh, and I was like right okay so I can rework it and then it took a while to rework it and then while while we were doing this while I was typing up drafts for this this and this and this um, every every week at the pub quiz there'd be like a sculpture round 
and instead of making sculptures we would just pitch movies at each other uh just to make each other <laughs> laugh and <laughs> it got to a point where we both just sort of decided well why don't we just do this like it it'll take what like 20 minutes half an hour just to pitch a film at each other and then we can record it and put it out there and then that was that was how it started really now the show started with speaking of you two would challenge each other with titles Uh, what was the motivation behind moving that into audience participation of saying hey you all give us titles and we'll pitch them together i think i think the motivation came from just a kind of lack of audience engagement like it was just us like recording each other like i said trying to make each other laugh and then we realized that it was lacking like an actual like get and it it, was i don't know it it was always kind of like a right well the first few episodes we did were pitching at each other and then once we kind of found like a, a, a small a very very small audience we were just like well why don't we just put a post out on social media see what happens if we get titles that's great we'll just end up pitching pitching a film based on the titles people give us or if we don't get anything at least we can go back to doing that original format again and and we'll just we'll try it try it another time once once the audience gets bigger and stuff and and luckily like the first time we tried it we got like about 10 different films or something so it was uh, it was quite <laughs> nice uh, quite nice to know that people were were out there giving us titles um once we started asking you said you went to you did some film study at uni what made you want to get into film in the first place when you uh, went off that is a that is a very good question. I I guess I would make a load of films when I was a kid. Like there's there's still videos of me on YouTube somewhere. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> I think me and me and my friend got together and did like Pulp Fiction with my brother and his mate, <laughs> and they were like I think they were like ten at the time or something like that, which was quite funny. Uh, it was just them doing the uh, Samuel Jackson john travolta bit at the beginning <laughs> and yeah and, and just like i, I think I'd, I'd make uh skateboarding videos as well and i'd just sort of gotten used to sort of filming something and then editing it in the same day and just being able to like make short stupid movies and then uh i was like all oh, right well i can go to uni and and do this and that's what i did for for three years and just just make video projects and and stuff it was a lot of fun and uh yeah didn't have to do any dissertations as well which is pretty good <laughs> that yeah that is an advantage i understand that completely let us dive into things before we lose connection again because <laughs> that's always a risk yes. so we're going to start out with a play that tom has written it's titled night in the library and we have a couple of characters if i remember correctly there so are no- three characters i believe yes Oh, yep, yep. I do see another name. There we go. <laughs> I, I say I believe. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, yeah. I understand that feeling, though. <laughs> I think I wrote a third character. Let me look. <laughs> well, as you're looking it up, though, I do, do see we have uh, Cassie, Michael, and Steve. Do you have a preference on who you want to play in the show? Ooh, that is another very good... You're very, full of very good questions today. Uh, <laughs> 
Right. Ah. Uh, so there is Cassie, Michael, and Steve. Oh wow! I have to do an American accent as well. This should be this should be a I, lot of fun. You, you could be a transfer student <laughs> um, from England. It's fine. <laughs> I guess. Okay, so here's here's I a guess, question. Like, I guess. To, I'll, I'll... to to make you feel right at home in in the podcasting world, though, let me ask you this: Are, what what actors would ideally play these characters in your head? Oh, that is a very good question because I was talking about this with uh, my housemate Jenny, and I was just like, I don't know how old these characters are. Like, they they could be <laughs> they could be like mid thirties. They could be like. 14 who knows <laughs> like it's it's such an odd odd coupling i'm gonna say like two of the cast from stranger things all right, uh, all right. Any, just pick a choose any, any of them sure. from stranger things really yeah millie bobby brown and gaten matarazaro uh <laughs> it's uh what's his name in in stranger things it's been a while since i've seen it <laughs> Yeah, Dustin yeah, from Stranger Things and Eleven, yeah, <laughs> I think I think those would be pretty good, or uh, Sadie Sink as well from uh, from Stranger Things. I think that's her name. Okay, um, all right, yeah. So we're aiming at like middle school, high school age. Then, um, yeah, yeah. What what is the term for? Hang on, I'm talking to somebody from England and I'm using American terms. What is like the older age of? school in England so I can use the proper terms <laughs> right um <laughs> so like I know for, like early it's primary school yeah yeah primary school and then there's secondary school which I think is about like 11 to 16 okay. I think gotcha it's gotcha. been a while since I've been <laughs> so <laughs> So, <laughs> understandable. So, yeah, so I, should, I, I can't remember how old I was back at school. Um, but yeah, something something like that. And then there's like sixth form, which is like two years from sixteen to eighteen, and then you go to university, kind of. Gotcha. Thing. I, I think it'll, okay. uh, sixth form, and then there's I think pe- some people went to college as well, or just go out and get a job. <laughs> really, that's uh, right. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, I, again, write, writing with the prompt in mind i was like right well i'm gonna have to set this in america uh (laughs) because because of the specific second grade uh mentioned (laughs) oh do do, do i have to oh no uh is it meant to be a surprise i can't remember oh no it's i mean you you only mentioned a part of what is said in there so we'll we'll Give that uh, to the um, creator of this tweet later. But I will say, I forgot to say this earlier, this was a play that was written inspired by a tweet from at Robot Maker Girl. So, at Robot Maker Girl, thank you for the inspiration and listen for your tweet. It's it's hiding in there somewhere. Uh, but yes, uh, to, the, to the topic of who's playing what. Uh, do you want two roles or just one role? I think Steve shows up later and doesn't have as many lines, so... One of the two of us should be playing Steve uh, for sure, and another character. I think I'll play Michael. Okay, I think. sounds be... good. Then I'll or uh, no, actually, actually, I'll go with Cassie and Steve. Go with Cassie. Okay, I think yeah, because Michael's got a lot of well, a lot of big lines. I think so. There's a lot in there, but like Cassie and Steve, sort of yeah, we can 
have one of the one of the okay. other there. Now I want to get this pronunciation right here real quick. I just noticed this. What is Michael's last name? How would you say it? Innsmouth. Innsmouth. Yeah, I was gonna make that a very strong mouth, and I was like, nope, Innsmouth. Got it. <laughs> All right, so let's get started here. We've got Night in the Library, written by Tom McGrath and inspired by a tweet from at Robot Maker Girl. Lights up, interior, library. Michael and Cassie are sneaking through a library at night. Cassie is holding a video camera and scanning the books. Michael leading is wearing a cape and squinting through the dark, looking for something in the air. Oh! Michael jumps. <laughs> what is it? This was the book I needed in second grade. My mum couldn't get it anywhere. Still annoyed I failed that English class that year. You're looking at the books? We're in the most haunted library and mining museum in the state. And you're looking at books? Not much else to look at in a library, Michael. Yeah, well, there's also some creepy wax works of miners, too. Cassie shrugs, and they continue walking. Okay. Here's a good spot. Do you want to start rolling? Okay, just a second. Cassie struggles with the camera as it buzzes to life. Michael sighs impatiently. It hasn't been on this whole time? Yeah, it's my dad's camera. I didn't want to run the battery down. But, but what, what if we saw it? You, you know, never mind. It, are, are you rolling now? Cassie gives an enthusiastic thumbs up and points the camera at Michael. Dramatic, spooky music starts playing. Welcome, viewers. It is I, your man of mystery in the occult, Michael Innsmouth. Today, you join me at Innsmouth? the... Your name's Michael Dean. Cut. The music abruptly cuts. I know my name is Michael Dean. Michael Innsmouth is a persona. It's not my real name. Like Harry Houdini, Brad Pitt, or... Lady Gaga! Innsmouth is just... It sounds mysterious and dark. It adds to the ambience I'm trying to achieve. Lady Gaga's not a real name? No, Lady Gaga's not a real... Can we start rolling again? Sure. We're both doing such a good job. The music starts playing again from the beginning. Welcome, distinguished viewers. It is me, your purveyor of the paranormal and unexplained, Michael Innsmouth. Today, you join me at the Riverbrook Mining Museum and Library. Now, some of you may know this place as the home of the ghost of Goldtooth Sam. A man who died up in the gold mine in the hills of this town. He now is said to haunt this very establishment. I am here to... Why does he haunt here if he died up in the mine? Cut. The music cuts again. What? You said he died up in the mine. Why does he haunt here? What do you mean? Well, aren't ghosts supposed to haunt where they die? And wasn't it Goldtooth Steve? It... It was Goldtooth Sam! And I I don't know how ghosts work. He just... He just haunts this place, okay? Shh! We're not meant to be here, remember? Michael takes a moment to compose himself. Do you want to start filming? Yes. And please, don't interrupt again. Gotcha, boss. Cassie holds up the camera again. The dramatic, spooky music begins playing. 
Welcome, esteemed viewers. Tis I, your guide to the ghostly and the incomprehensible, Michael Hinsman. Today, I am here at the Riverbrook Mining Museum and Library. Some of you may already know this place as the home of the ghost of Goldtooth Sam. A man who disappeared mysteriously in a gold mine in the hills of this town. And now, who haunts the halls of this very establishment. Now join me as I walk you through During the... this speech, Steve, the night watchman, walks onto stage and stands in Michael's path. He does not look impressed. Michael, not seeing him, bumps into him and falls to the ground, screaming. Ah! Ah! And cut! Who, who are you? Never mind who I am. What are you kids doing here? We're recording a tape for the YouTube. Michael gets up and dusts himself off. It's called just YouTube. How many times have I told you? You know what? Never mind. We're recording a paranormal documentary. Paranormal documentary, eh? It's about Goldtooth Sam, the ghost. He didn't die here. Goldtooth Sam? I haven't heard of a Goldtooth Sam. Goldtooth Steve, on the other hand. Michael and Cassie share a look. But anyway, I'm sorry, kids. You can't be here at this time of night. If you leave now, I won't tell the owner what you were doing here. Okay. That's fair. On your way. Nice to meet you, mister. Michael and Cassie exit stage. Steve waits a moment and takes a gold tooth out of his mouth and throws it up in the air and catches it. Still got it, Steve. The lights fade out and back in as Cassie comes back to grab the book. Steve is gone. Cassie looks and sees a single gold tooth on the floor where he stood. She goes and pockets it and hurries off stage. Lights fade out. That was Night in the Library, written by Tom McGrath. If you didn't catch it earlier, Allie, the tweet that inspired the show was, this was the book I needed when I was in second grade. So, at Robot Maker Girl, again, thank you for inspiring this. Yes. And it sounds like there's for... more to that story. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I loved about writing it. I was just sort of like, I've got these two characters, and... If if you want, you can take it or leave it. <laughs> you can you can take with it and run uh, run a few different stories like that with them, or or like I did, just just leave it there. I'd <laughs> in my mm-hmm, mind they go mm-hmm. off on a load of different adventures, but uh, yeah, I was just like, all right, it's nice just to write this one down. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I, that's what I uh, love about short form theater is just like there's no beginning, there's potentially no beginning, there's absolutely no end, and you're like, okay, I can see where this is going, maybe. It'll never finish. You're going to move on to my play. This one was inspired by a tweet from at Queer Buccaneer. Uh, and that would be Eden, right? No. Wait. 
Yes, Eden. One of your uh, listeners slash guess sometimes guests. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Eden MW. Eden MW, uh, thank you so much for inspiring this next play. It's titled Night Flights. And listen for your tweet in here. But, uh, Tom, we have three more characters. One of which shows up near the end, whose name is Thane. There we go. Had to find it. It's been been a while. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, would you uh, <laughs> like to play two characters again or just one? Uh, I think just the one this time, I think. Uh, would you prefer Harv or Graham? I think Graham, I think. All right. And then I'll take on Harv and Thane. Night Flights, written by Stephen Thomas. Lights up. Interior, bar. A lone bartender is cleaning around the various spots, just waiting for someone to come in and sit down. When the door opens. Oh, welcome! Hey, our first customer of the day. You are a customer, right? Oh, it's... Am I too early? I I thought the sign said open. Oh, no, no, it does. Or it it should, anyway. Uh, We've been open for an hour now. Oh, it's just so empty in here. Right, right. Well, our regular crowd usually arrives a little later. <laughs> hey, sit down. Hey, let me pour you something. Uh, start you off with the water? Sure, sure. Uh, so it's just the two of you in here, then? T- two of us? What, what do you mean? Uh, you said uh, I was our first customer. I, I guess I thought... No, 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 no. <laughs> J- just just me manning the fort today. <laughs> uh, Clancy comes in later, though. He, he's, a, he's a hoot. Oh, so, so you use the royal we often? What? Never mind. I'll, I'll take a vodka cranberry. Ah, the regular. Sure. Wow, that's a weird thing to assume of me. What? Oh, no. Ah, sorry. Sorry. That's. I meant for our regular crowd. That's their go-to. Oh, sorry. Kind of, kind of a little edgy today. So, what brings you out to the bar this early? You said you've been open for an hour. Of course, of course. You know, I'm just used to, you know... Having the place to my own for about two hours or so. I, I can leave. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it, you're fine. You're fine. I, sorry. I, I just meant usually when someone is here this early, well, something happened, you know. Oh, something happened, all right. Uh, it sure did happen. You want to tell me what? <laughs> Breakup, firing, car accidents, or... Or, you know, we, we, we can just leave it at just something. My apes. I'm sorry. Apes? Yes, my apes. Someone stole all my apes. They, they broke into my zoo, opened all the cages, and now they're running through Central Park. Oh. <laughs> Sounds bad. Uh, should, um... Should, should you be out there catching it, them? It's in animal control's hands now. We were told once they were off zoo property, then they were no longer ours. Okay, but, like, they're, they're going to return them to the zoo, right? I don't know. It, is that uh, is that something you should know? It's, it's above my pay grade, I'm afraid. But, but you just said they're your apes. Sure, j- just like I'm your customer. I come in mid-afternoon, feed them, give them water, make sure they're doing all well, give them medicine... Except, uh, you know, today I I step into the cage with their food and nothing, no apes. Then my boss comes over, he asks why I'm here, and I, t- I tell him just doing my job, and he says to me there is no job, no apes, no job. Oof. Oh, I'm sorry, bud. 
Weird thing is, it felt like he blamed me for the break-in. Whoa, what makes you say that? Well, he fired me first off. Seems like a pretty big tell. Oh yeah, that that's a sign. Also, he said they had found my keys in one of the cage doors. Except they couldn't have been mine. I had my set on my hip. Did, did you point that out to him? I handed them to him, yeah. He knows. And still, he... Well, I, I may have had some choice words for him while the keys were transferring hands, so... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you know what? Listen, that that drink's on us. Thanks, but but I'm okay, really. No, no, no. Listen, I insist. Uh, Okay, I'll take it, but I I swear it's not that. Another customer enters loudly. (laughs) Of all the days, I forget my phone. Hey, hey, you will not believe the sight I just saw in Central Park. A couple of dozen apes climbing in the trees while animal control tried desperately to chase them down. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were monkeys, but yeah. How'd you know? Those were my apes. Oh. Huh. Should should you be out there catching them? Nope. Were was a key word in the sentence, Thane. If you love them, let them go? Seems like a bad strategy with non-indigenous creatures, but okay. Hey, can I get the regular? Sure, sure. So what brings you to the bar this early? Oh, well, I, I figured it was uh, safer here than out with them wild monkeys. Apes. Plus, I'm always here this early. You gotta beat the regulars before things get, yeah, you know, a little too rowdy. Rowdy? Now, Thane, careful, you're gonna scare off my new customer. How rowdy are we talking? Oh, you know, this, this crowd likes to go all out, really let loose, you know? They're all about the nightlife, if you know what I mean. Sounds like you're describing my apes. Yeah, well, apes aren't really the animals I'd compare them to. (laughs) Careful, now. Okay, I have to know. What animal would you compare them to? Hey, hey, uh, listen, let's have another round, right? Here, let me grab bats. Bats? Yep. Huh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, well, you know, I'd suggest polishing off that drink and uh, heading home soon, you know? Just to avoid the... Okay, Thane, listen, that's enough. A friend here doesn't need their head filled with nonsense. Okay, just please don't say I didn't warn you, stranger. (laughs) Goodbye, barkeep. (sighs) I swear he refuses to learn my name. Can Can I offer you another drink? Sure, why not? I gotta stick around long enough to see these bat people, right? Right, right. I'm I'm sure you'll find them just delighted to meet you. Hey, I'll take delighted of my normal treatment any day. Lights fade out. All right, and that was Night Flights. Thank you again, Eden MW, for inspiring this play with your tweet, which was, My apes. Someone stole all my apes. They broke into my zoo, opened all the cages, and now they're running through Central Park. So thank you for that inspiration. And Tom, thank you so much for coming on the episode today. It's, it's been a pleasure to be on. I've, uh, I've been listening for a while now. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I uh, just hope my American accent wasn't too embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, if you can do better than Benedict Cumberbatch, you're great. Plus, I mean... <laughs> Listen, I mean, you, 
You, you're worried about American accents. I like. There's a reason I don't attempt English dialects too often. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, I forgot how bad uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is. <laughs> We're referring to uh, Doctor Strange, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I can't think of any other times he's Benedict. I love you. By the way, if you're listening, <laughs> hey, big fan. Thank you so much for listening. That's amazing. But you know, it, like. I, I think part of it is I got so spoiled by Hugh Laurie and his amazing American dialect in uh, House. Hugh like, Laurie's just like English. Uh, yeah, I I, I knew so. that. I'm only joking. I was like, wait, hang on. <laughs> I don't know if I should believe yeah. you. <laughs> Tom, thank you so much for being on. If you'd like to tell us a little bit about what you are doing that you'd like people to pursue, I am doing lots and lots of things it seems uh <laughs> now uh, since since um since we arranged for me to come on it seems as though i've just said yes to a lot more things and a lot of things are, ah. are happening oh uh i'll start with the with the podcast again just a quick plug uh for the life to pitch podcast it's me and my friend matt turner we pitch movie ideas based on titles people give us every week uh, which is why writing something has been so so alien to me <laughs> it's been a while since i've written anything until <laughs> this podcast um because it's basically just us uh talking about making movies that will never get made so if you like funny kind of improvised comedy uh where we just talk about silly ideas for movies and do very stupid impressions of of celebrity actors and, and just celebrities in general uh, then go over to uh, soundcloud.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast you can also find us on twitter at life's a pitch show and facebook.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast you can give us uh, titles we put we put a post out every friday for titles based around a specific genre i know steven puts quite a few up uh, on there using the uh, using the webs of stage twitter handle which uh, uh we've seen quite a few times of and uh, yeah it's it's just a lot of fun and a lot just a lot of fun just to talk about the titles we've been given as well isn't it so it has been a joy to uh, participate as an audience member for uh life's a pitch show so uh, i appreciate the fact that you get audience participation in that yes yeah, so um oh, and i also have quite a few other i have another podcast that i'm on regularly although we don't Ooh. do it as regularly as life's a pitch um i'll just try and find it so i am also part of a improv comedy podcast uh called noid culture it's quite hard to find although i think it is on spotify it's basically you know those podcasts where people just talk about popular culture mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like that except we're making everything up and it's kind of like one of those podcasts but from another universe almost and we kind of just have different uh, allegories for different things we've got interviews with fake celebrities uh, and stuff like that it's it's a very very weird podcast but uh, yeah if, <laughs> if, if you like very strange humour like it, it's kind of I, I liken it to like an improvised version of night veil almost that kind of weird humor so yeah if, if you if you like that kind of stuff head over there because uh, it's me and uh, two of the people we uh, we sort of host the host the show and perform the interviews and stuff like that everything's on it so everything on it's improvised and yeah i'll just say i'm a part of strike comedy as well a sheffield-based improv comedy troupe uh, as well so yeah um you can find me 
there if you follow them. <laughs> Tom, thank you again so much for being on the episode today. Uh, appreciate you being here, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for having me. And that will do it for another episode of All the Webs a Stage. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank our guest, Tom McGrath. Also, a big thank you to Ali Weber, aka at Robot Maker Girl, and Eden NW, aka at Queer Buccaneer, for their Twitter inspirations. Big thank you, as always, to Colin Vance for the wonderful music you're hearing right now. You can find more of his work at ColinVanceCreative.com. And thank you to Daniel Blue Rodriguez for the thumbnail artwork. You can find him most places at Blue Wolf D. Thank you all once again for listening, and we'll see you in one month with another episode of All the Webs a Stage. What um, is the title of my play? It won't let me minimize Zoom so I can look for my other files. So I'm just trying to think. I don't remember what show I sent you. And I've got like a file filled with <laughs> podcast scripts. I'm like, no, wait a minute. Why do I title well, these things? Well, you, you could read one line from one. I'll read the one from you, the, the one you sent me and we'll see if it works. We'll... There, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'll just pull up one of these. We'll see how that goes. <laughs>